Being a CEO means that you are um, always improving on yourself while bringing others up behind you to improve on themselves. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jennifer Collins of Traveling Vineyard. Jennifer, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I look forward to uh, talking to you and, and giving you a little bit more information about what I do. Yes, absolutely. Super excited to have you on as well, too. And super excited to hear about all the awesome things that you're doing. And I wanted to read a little bit more about Jennifer so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Jennifer is a passionate wine guide with Traveling Vineyard. She lives in Salem, Oregon, in one of the most well-known areas in the country for Pinot Noir, with her husband, a five-year-old German shepherd named Lexi, and their rescue cat named Gracie. Her full-time career as an executive assistant for a national insurance and wealth management company, Jennifer is excited to start traveling again and is looking forward to seeing her friends and family in the near future. Jennifer, great to have you on the show. I love all the awesome things you're doing. We had so many great laughs before we got started, but are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Um, so Traveling Vineyard is a direct sales company, um, very much like a Mary Kay or a Pampered Chef. And uh, I'm an independent wine guide. So um, I'm kind of an independent contractor that works with them. I actually answered a Facebook ad. So I was looking for something a little bit different. Um, I had an event planning background and I was kind of missing out on that as a career change happened for me. And I missed being out in front of people and I missed um, having a full calendar and I missed all the, the aspects that go with that. And I kind of, this ad kept coming through for Facebook and said, Hey, you know, do you want to um, share wine and get paid to do it? And it, it intrigued me. And uh, I did all my homework. I watched every YouTube video I could on the company, on the CEO. I looked at their stats and, um, contacted the corporate office and uh, almost three years ago, joined the team. Nice. I absolutely love that. Happy three years. And it definitely sounds like, you know, you talking about that event planning background. It sounds like, um, you know, a lot of times you have those moments in life and like I've been preparing for this all my life. And it sounds like those marrying of those two kind of worlds came together and you've been able to kind of, you know, hit the ground running from there. Absolutely. It was, it was definitely a, um, it, it took a lot of, uh, uh, that side of my brain. So when you're an executive assistant, you use a very detail oriented, very structured, very, uh, you know, got to have everything black and white. And when you get to do event planning, you get to use a little bit more of a creative side. You can do, you know, one of my favorite things was to do floral arrangements with really cool tablecloths and those kind of things. Right. So it was, it was marrying the both of my sides of my brain that I love to work with the most. Uh, you know, I get to do the events where I get to be out in front of people and be super social and be the social butterfly, but it also requires a lot of detail and keeping your calendar full and keeping your hosts informed on what's going on. So yeah, it was a perfect marriage for me, for my, my dual brain. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it makes so much sense. And I, I think it, it's something that we we often forget. Um, sometimes we get in silos and say we need to have the, the really, you know, focus, make sure we're looking at all the details um, and we can't be this or we can't be that. And, you know, we just get in those silos. But I think we often forget that a lot of times having both of those sides of the brains allow you allows you to be more present, allows you to free up that time so you could help out those clients while at the same time you're making sure that you're taking care of all the details so you don't have to worry about that. Absolutely. Awesome. 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 So I know we touched on a little bit, but I want to drill down a little bit more. Can you take us through a little bit more on how you serve your clients and what that looks like? So um, Traveling Vineyard's whole premise is a try before you buy environment. So um, when the company started, the CEO and one of his friends decided they wanted to kind of take the intimidation factor out of wine tasting. So if somebody is not familiar with it and, you know, we all have to start somewhere, you know, um, everyone has had an MD 2020 or a Boone's farm experience, right. Where it's, <laughs> it, it leaves you going, wow, did I really drink that? And then I could get <laughs> the paint off my walls with it. Um, so I, so the point of this was that they wanted to make sure that people felt comfortable and they wanted to be able to have it happen in your own home. So you can invite your friends, you can invite your people over. Um, we do some food pairing education. So it's literally a try before you buy. I bring five bottles of wine to your home. Um, and then you get to invite your friends and we go through it. People can order wine that night and have it delivered to their home or delivered to the host. We can work with a lot of different um, arrangements on that. And I will tell you, I did an event in last December and there were seven people there and four of them had never been to a winery. And when they got invited to the event, they were, they said they were a little intimidated about coming and they were anxious and that they felt like there was going to be pressure about either buying or knowing more about the wine than they did. And um, they ended up not ordering, but all four of them walked away and said, thank you. Thank you for giving us that experience. So we know that when we walk into a winery, we don't feel so intimidated anymore, or we don't feel like um, we don't belong there. And it, especially in like the Napa area um, where the, the wine tasting fees are like $40, $50. Um, and then you get in there and you're like, wow, I didn't like any of that. Now what? Um, so, and that's not to diss on Napa. Don't, I don't want Napa haters on me. Please don't call me Napa. Um, <laughs> don't add her. Was, don't add her. <laughs> no Napa haters. Um, it's just that there's, that's the actual reality is the price point for the tasting. So um, it's just a great way to get to be able to, like I said, try different varietals that you may not know you like. Um, if you think you're a sweet wine drinker and you you're like I'm ready to graduate to reds that's how we kind of it's an easy transition um with the pandemic it's been a little bit harder obviously we haven't been able to go into people's homes um but I have a my whole company has switched the model we do online zoom events um so I can do uh, if you've got friends across the country you would order the wine ahead of time everybody is in their own homes and then I do a zoom presentation so that has worked really nice um, because it also has helped people who have people across the country. So I've done events where we've done it, um, you know, four o'clock East Coast time, one o'clock Pacific time, and we've got everybody in between and they're all on Zoom getting to actually interact and have a good time together. So that's been really great as well. Absolutely. I love that. And, and so would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes it makes you unique? Do you think it's your ability to be able to have those conversations to make sure that you are creating that great experience for the people that you work with? I do. I think that there's um, I think that one of my secret sauces is that I can actually get everybody involved. If you've got someone who's who would typically be a wallflower and doesn't want, doesn't contribute to the conversation when you are talking to someone about a wine and you're saying, okay, give me your three adjectives for it. 
right? That draws them out. And that actually helps them not feel like they are the wallflower. Or I always go, what food would you pair with this? You know, we, we make a joke about the fact that Chardonnay and buttered popcorn is actually a meal. It's just not defined in the uh, dietary um, um, structure, <laughs> right. but it is a meal. Um, and then if you want to have a glass of red when you're done and throw some dark chocolate with it, it's a, it's a complete meal. So um, I think that that, I would say that that's one of the things is that, um, and a lot of my hosts have said, have told me, we love how engaged you are with everybody. You know, mm. I don't focus on everybody that just has the wine knowledge that's there, even though I'm absorbing what they're saying, you've got to be able to reach everybody that's sitting in a room with you. If you've got 18 people, there's got to be something in that group that makes you connect with each one of them. Um, the biggest compliment I can get is a thank you as they walk out the door and say they had fun and that they learned something. I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, so, uh, as a team, um, our director decided that this year, some of our, the leadership was going to read the 12 year, uh, week or 12 year month. I'm have to look at it. I talked to you about this before and now yeah, I'm still I remember, remember what it was. So what it is, it, it talks about how a lot of the people, a lot of companies take a year and they do annual planning. And so by your fourth quarter, if you haven't hit the numbers that you really want to meet, you're drowning, you're, you're scrambling, you're trying to get those taken care of, and you're trying to make sure that that fourth quarter gets all hit. This kind of does a reverse model on it. And they want you to treat each quarter as a year. So when you do a 12 week year, you're going to actually have goals that are in those 12 weeks. And um, they said it's worked really well with uh, Olympic athletes, professional athletes, because you work on your training program um, and then you celebrate what you've done in that 12 weeks and then you move on to the next 12 weeks. And the goals can roll over, but they actually have to be achievable. And I think it helps break out. Um, you know, for all of us who are independent contractors, we're notorious for not doing anything with our taxes till the end of the year. Like we pull out the shoebox and we find the receipts and we try to get everything into QuickBooks and our CPA is calling us going, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Mm -hmm. And I think if you go back and you look at like a 12 week year, you're like, okay, for the first quarter, I'm going to make sure that last week of the first quarter, all of my receipts are logged in appropriately. All my mileage is up to date. And then you can roll into the second quarter. And I think it alleviates some of that fourth quarter pressure. Um, we as a we as my group have just started doing this since April and it's been incredibly effective. Um, people who are utilizing this and working this business full-time are finding great success with just making small incremental goals that you need to hit every day to hit that goal for the 12 weeks. And so um, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice and might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. <laughs> if I could type into a time machine, um, I would say that um, it's, it's funny cause I, I'm super social and I, once I'm in an event, I, I can pretty much own a room, but talking to strangers about my business is really hard for me. This is one of the reasons I did this podcast is cause I wanted to kind of, I'm working on myself, but, um, I, to go up and actually talk to a person who's actually in a winery and say, Hey, you know, would you like to do an in-home wine tasting? This is what I do, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of what we used to call the elevator speech on how long you could get from the what you talk about your business between floors one and 10. Um, <laughs> so I would tell myself, just get over it. The worst they can say is no. And if it's no, it's not personal. Um, when you ask something, they don't know you well enough for it to be personal. 
So they, if they look at you and say, you're crazy, no, I don't want to do that. Um, I've gotten way more comfortable in the last year doing this because I've had to reach, I've had to be resourceful and say, do you want to do an online event? Do you, would you like to do this? Um, I've been reaching out to more business owners as well. Um, BNI has definitely helped me with that, um, which is how we met. Um, so that's what I would do. I would say, just get over the fear and it's not personal. Awesome. 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 So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Jennifer, what does being a CEO mean to you? Uh, being a CEO means that you are, um, always improving on yourself while bringing others up behind you to improve on themselves. Mm. I love that. I love that because I think so many times as we've been talking about that empathy, that empathy part, um, we can get so caught in, you know, what we're doing, what a CEO is doing or, or entrepreneur business or whatever title that might be. But I think the people that truly are able to, to kind of tap into that are not just improving themselves. They're creating reverberations. They're, they're making such of an impact for so many other people that not only are they making their world better, a lot of times the people around them are, are kind of um, being impacted by that as well. 100%. And um, this is when you take the leap of faith to go into a direct sales, whether it's a full time position or it's a part time position, it's sales. It, it doesn't matter if I'm selling wine or if I'm selling cars. It's literally uh, a leap of faith to be able to put yourself out there to do sales. So <clears throat> if it's not your comfort zone and you think you want to try, different people need different levels of encouragement and different people need different ways of encouragement. You know, um, I am a, um, I tend to be a gift giver when my team hits certain goals. I there's Starbucks cards in the mail or there's some kind of trinket and um, they're kind of like, we don't need this. I'm like, okay, well, that's how I accept my stuff. Right. So why would you want it that way? (laughs) So you, and the other interesting thing is that in my industry um, there's no defined age. So we have wine guides that are 21 and we have wine guides that are 71. So learning how to navigate all of that for um, being able to work with them. Um, you know, when, when you say, oh yeah, just do a reel on Instagram. I'm like, well, sometimes that doesn't relate to everybody. So how do we make sure that any of the wine guides that are on our team are getting the effective communication and encouragement to run their business the way they need to do it? If they're not ready to jump on Instagram or if they're not ready to do TikTok or if they're not ready to do any of that stuff. So um, there's times where I feel like I'm in the middle of when we learned how to set our VCR and record shows. Right. It's like, how do we we teach everybody? And everybody was looking at us to do that. And now I'm looking at a younger generation to help me figure out other stuff. Um, So I would say that that's a, a really big thing is being able to bring the people along with you to celebrate all the victories. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that aspect and especially being able to kind of meet people where they are and understand who they are and what they're trying to do and understand the the tools that we have a lot of times are um, ways to communicate and also to communicate to who a person is and how their their quote unquote love language or how they communicate and what they might Correct. see as appreciation. So it's so important that we forget about, we don't forget about that human aspect and, and make sure that we're communicating. So Jennifer, absolutely appreciate that. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find about all the awesome things you're working on. So um, I would just love you to anyone out there to contact me. Um, I 
I probably shouldn't give my phone number, but I'm going to. And if you want to edit this out, you can. Uh, it's 541-990-2404. You can find me on Facebook on Jen Brings Wine. That's my business page. And you can find me on Instagram with Jen Brings Wine. Um, I would love to hear from anybody who's interested in doing some holiday gifts. Uh, it's never too early to start thinking about that. Want to do an online event um, or are looking to possibly uh, branch into the wine sales with me. So that'd be awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Jennifer, definitely we will leave that in and definitely put that in the show notes as well too so that everybody can follow up with you. But truly appreciate you for all the awesome work that you're doing. Appreciate you for, of course, taking some time out with us today and all those great experiences that you're creating all throughout uh, the the world, it sounds like. And I, I appreciate your time, of course, and have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.